Is there something you want to advertise on Books We Should Have Read? Email us at info at booksweshouldhavered.com. That's info at booksweshouldhavered.com. Hey, y'all. My name is Kelly. I am a writer, a self-proclaimed book nerd, and Janelle Brown, one of us. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Ashley, writer, producer, and this Wahite Ladies book was good. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Books We Should Have Read podcast, where we explore literature by Black and marginalized authors. This pod is an extension to the BWSR community, and you can find our complete book list for this season at booksweshouldhaveread.com. Tune in each episode as we discuss what we liked and disliked about these reads and whether or not they're worth your time. Listen, until I hear from Janelle that she don't got black in her. So that's the thing, right? Okay, let's just let's just let them know. So you read I'll Be You by Janelle Brown. And when we were when we were originally putting this on the list. At first glance, uh, I thought she was just a, a light-skinned lady. She was giving me Charmaine Wilk- Wilkinson vibes when I first saw her. I thought she was, when I saw her, I said, oh, she looks like my uh, my cousins that could pass. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I said. I said, okay. Because, you know, I looked at her and I said, oh, she one of us. She just yeah. like, that's yes. it. And so her then- name is Janelle. <laughs> and Janelle Brown. Brown. So and then, like- <laughs> so clearly we did do crazy investigation in the beginning, no. right? So then after we bought the book and we looked at the picture on the back of the book or the insert, we were just like, oh shit. <laughs> but but we went on her IG and she's still giving. Some of her IG pics, she's still giving. That is on the bloodline. So we're not confirming or denying. We don't know, but we know she a damn good writer. And <laughs> honestly, we, this book was good as hell and we want to read good books. So yeah, Janelle. It, it found its way on, the, on our list, y'all. This book <laughs> was good, good. Okay, Kelly. Janelle got an invite to, from, to the cookout for me because I said, God. <laughs> to Kelly's you, cookout? She, if you can tell a story like that. Grab you a plate, girl. Let's let's get into it. <laughs> okay, Kelly. What was this book about? Um, so I'll be you by Janelle Brown is a story about two identical twin sisters who were child stars. They were child actresses in Hollywood, um, and they end up taking completely different paths in life. So our two main characters are Sam and Ellie. Um, Sam, who was the better actress um, and loved being a child star, loved Hollywood, loved everything about it, also loved the drugs and the partying and the Mm -hmm. other things that came with becoming a celebrity at such a young age. Whereas Ellie, who is more of the reserved sister, she just craved normalcy. And so these two sisters, they grow up and they have completely different lives. Like Sam is in and out of rehab. She's She has issues with drugs. She basically sells all of her belongings. And Ellie, you know, goes to college, gets married, starts her own business, is, you know, seemingly the perfect twin, if we were to say it. And she also always bails Sam out gets Sam into rehab, spends hundreds of thousands of dollars on Sam over the years trying to just make sure she is good. Um, And what ends up happening is our perfect twin Ellie just disappears one day. Like she just pieces out. She's now she says she's going on a retreat. Um, 
and she's only going to be gone for the weekend. And the weekend very quickly turns into a week and then two weeks. And uh, their parents basically phone Sam and is like, hey, we need your help. You need to come down Mm -hmm. here and help us with your niece because your sister is MIA. So that is the synopsis without ruining anything Anything. else because this book is awesome and I do not want to give spoilers. (laughs) At all. Okay, let's hop into this character list. I'm ready. All right, who's first? Uh, First I have is Samantha, Sam, Logan. Like I said, she is the... Uh, she's our main protagonist in this story, and she was the child actor. She was the star. Um, she always loved acting, wanted to be in Hollywood, and things go left. You know, she gets addicted to drugs, and her life kind of spirals out of control. When we meet her in the book, she is almost a year into sobriety, and she's, you know, got a job at a cafe. She's trying to get her life back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, when we first meet her in the book. Her and Ellie are not on speaking terms. Ellie is twin number two. Um, her name is Eleanor Ellie Logan Hart. Hart. Mm-hmm. And um, she is twin number two. And she, for all intents and purposes, is the perfect twin. She is the one who did everything right. She never had a problem with drugs or alcohol. She went to college, married, you know, her college boyfriend, got the beautiful house in Santa Barbara. She has a, she owns a floral shop. Her life seems to be going well. And she just became a mother to um, a baby girl who she adopted named Charlotte. (laughs) And then we have, I'm not even looking at my list, hold on. And then we have, I think I put the parents next. Mm -hmm. I could not remember their names. I don't remember their names either. Okay. Uh, The Logans. Yeah, the Logans, mom and dad. So um, I said this about mom. Mom is useless. I just gotta say that. (laughs) She is very useless. She's She's very useless. She's super useless. Think of like the, (laughs) a couple books back, we talked about, (gasps) oh, uh, my sister, the serial killer. Yes. The mom and my sister, the serial killer. That was her. The mom and my sister, the serial killer, and this mama Logan. Best friends. They, 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 they're the same because it's like this, like, they refuse to look at in the face what their children are dealing with, especially with Sam's addiction. Like the signs were always there that Sam had a problem with drugs from a very young age and that Mm -hmm. there was something going on. And their mom, who I would describe as a blind optimist. And I think Sam even says that. Like, Yeah, she calls her, yeah. She's a blind optimist who, you know, after not hearing from Ellie uh, for over a week, by the way, (laughs) <laughs> decide she still thinks everything's okay and she even though ellie dropped off her kid with her yeah the baby charlotte is staying with their parents and i'm sorry but like if my daughter says hey like i'm at this retreat for a couple days and then texts me and say oh a few more days and after a few more days she's still not around and she's not answering the text messages but it's showing that she read them I'm sorry, cops need to be called. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? And I, mom, that was the most frustrating part for me of this book. I, I just could not get over how, like, mom was just like, what? And then dad, Logan. Was complicit too. I said even more useless <laughs> than mom. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I said, he, I said he doesn't share his opinions at all, even when he knows shit is ass backwards. <laughs> like, And he, the only thing that he did was call Sam because he's the one who called Sam and said, you need to come down here 
because your sister missing. Your mom think everything cool. It's not. Shit is crazy. The baby keeps screaming. We need help. And they're older and the mom has like arthritis. Like she can the run after got a two-year-old. She can barely do her prayers with yeah. her crystals in the morning. They yeah. got her chasing a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. Um, then I had uh, Dr. Cindy who is Ellie's therapist and a founder of a woman's movement group called GenFem. And I will leave it at that. It's giving Scientology. I have GenFem next and I have (laughs) Scientology-like movement that Ellie becomes a part of. Ashley, you read my goddamn mind all the time and this is why we are so good at this. Giving. It's giving. And then next, I have two other characters who um, I don't know, but like I added this character because I think she was a pivotal point in Sam's life. Bettina, the makeup artist, who is the person who gave our baby Sam Adderall when she was 13, 13, Mm -hmm. which opened the door to Sam's addiction and her struggle with drugs and sobriety for the next 20 years. And I was just like, wow. Now, Ashley, that is the end of the character list that I have. If there's anyone else you want to add, please do. No, I, I, because if I add someone it's going to spoil something. So I think we leave it at that. I want to keep it like that. tune is not a new one. It was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever. Okay. Um, go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. So I have a couple questions for you. Number one, this story is about two sisters. For the audience, for our podcast listeners, I don't have a sister. I have a brother. Two sisters who, in what I believe, they have a very codependent, toxic relationship. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, but I don't have a twin sister. That's the difference, right? I think it's and they're in- identical twins, and so the identical twins is same genes, mm-hmm. right? It's the same uh, egg. It's, it's the it same egg split. split into two. Yeah, yep. exactly. So they have the same DNA. Like literally, when they have biological children, they their babies would be, um daughter or son, nieces or nephews to each other. I believe that's how it works. That is so crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I guess my other question for you is because you lived in LA. We can say that, right? You lived in LA for a (laughs) number. Okay. You've lived in LA for a number of years. (laughs) Oh, this shit tracks. Jen Fem, I've I've known people. Okay. Okay. Personal story. I need to know. I need to know. I um Met this. So one of my friends had a colleague Mm -hmm. and he invited me to see this person. I'm not going to say their name. Okay. I'll tell you later. Okay. But um, I'm not going to say their name on a pod. So this, this man invited me to see this person speak. This person ended up being one of the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates. Bitch, you fucking lying. Bitch, I'm not lying. But he took me to see this this lady speak. Oh, God. And when I tell you, it was giving gen femme. 
Like the first thing that I thought of when I when I heard Dr. Cindy, I was just like, oh my God, that's such and such. I'm about to I'm about to text you the name. <laughs> no way. Please text me Swear. the name. Cause I need to Swear. know. So when I tell you like this shit, um I don't I don't know the last name, but you know who I'm talking about. Check your phone. Okay. Um and so when I think about the culture of LA, visiting Santa Barbara, um, visiting Ojai, visiting Ventura, um, um, it it all tracks. Like this is that culture. That culture is bred for something like a gen femme to pop up. And so it's so normal to me. And I guess that was the most eerie part. Oh, here's the last name. Oh, yeah. Text the last name. <gasps> yeah. Giving cult. <laughs> Giving cult leader. I'm not kidding. And so he would go and see this lady speak. Like, I think Bitch. she spoke like every other week in a church, Kelly. And I went to one of them and I was just like, oh, I can't fuck with her at all. And like a lot of my friends who are in the whole like hippy dippy movement, they subscribe to a lot of her teachings and it's really fucking scary. And I think that's what's so scary about Dr. Cindy is that like they they speak a lot of truth. Right. Yeah. I think that's a but that's a part of narcissism. Yes. Right. 100%. And like they could be so relatable, um, so open. They appear to be so honest, so forthright. So, of course, you're going to listen to them for, for, advi- for advice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's why this shit is so scary because I personally saw someone like a Dr. Cindy speak and knew people who would, who were, who are faithful, like followers of this person. I wonder if Janelle saw the person that she texted. She was, she was a journalist. You said she, she wrote for the LA Times. I think so. I think she wrote for the LA Times. I, I think I saw something about she's done like pieces for Vogue, a bunch of places. So she mm-hmm. 100% based and that's what I was Dr. saying Dr. to Cindy. you. Right. Before we recorded, I wonder if some of the inspiration for the story was her like maybe doing an investigative piece that the, that the paper just didn't or her editor didn't feel like they had enough information to publish. Mm-hmm. So they just, so she you know, used it as inspiration. When I tell you, like, this book was so eerie to me because the shit is believable. Like, I've seen it happen. Yo, I, you couldn't tell me that there were not two unhinged white women running around LA or Santa Barbara, Mm -hmm. like, with this happening. Like, I totally believe that this, like, if I saw a news story like this, I'd be like, yeah, that, I can believe it. It's told, girl, Okay. You know, I don't know if I told you, but I used to, um, I love Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. You used to go there like whenever you could get a chance yeah. or had the money. Right. Exactly. And, um, Ojai reminds me of Palm, it gives me Palm Springs vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, certain parts, I guess, both desert. Anyway, I digress. But like when, so there's a part in a book where we where we bump into some women who are participating in a retreat that Jen Femme is putting on and mm-hmm. like their outfits, their nondescript outfits. Oh yeah. That's totally something you would see 
in a place like a Ojai or Palm Springs. Bro. I'm not, I'm not kidding. This is why I got to stay on the East Coast where people are mean and don't do this type of shit. It's like mean and they're either Catholic or Christian, Baptist, Mm -hmm. like they ain't doing anything. Cause Mm -hmm. I saw, if I saw that. But okay, okay. So right now we're talking about unhinged white women, right? Mm-hmm. It's all over Southern California. I've I've never experienced Northern California, so I can't speak for them. But when I was thinking about Gen Femme and a lot of the tactics that they use for recruitment mm-hmm. of members, mm-hmm. I thought about the um, Apostolic Church that I was a part of when <gasps> I lived in Georgia, Ooh, and how that it. how that was giving cultish. You know what's like, crazy? Yeah. You know what is so crazy is because, um, you know this, but like I wasn't raised in the church. My parents were forced to go to church when they were kids and they promised, they they made a promise to each other that they would never force me and my brother into religion, make us go to church, nothing. If we wanted to go, we were more than welcome. And that is how I went to vacation Bible school for five days, one summer when oh, I was eight. And I, I only went because all my friends were going and they, they kept talking about it at our day camp. And so I got to go for like three days. And I was like, cause, and I was like, well, I've read the children's Bible, so I'll be fine. And I went to vacation Bible school and I was like, this is what y'all was bragging about. Anyway, I loved vacation Bible school. It was fun to me. I went Uh, at a Baptist church, but yeah. But yeah, but like, it's just like, it's so interesting that you say that because now I I just said, oh my gosh, like this is about two unhinged white women, but you're right. Like the church can give culty, my mom. So a couple years ago, hey, shorty, a couple years ago, my mom went through this phase where she became like, she was like, I'm going to church. She joined this church. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, girl. (laughs) This has had to be about seven, eight years ago. Oh, this is breaking news. I really didn't know this. Okay. So she, uh, cause my mom was always like, my mom always like, she would go to church once in a while, but she really had this, like, she decided, like she really got into the church. Her best friend, um, was also going to the church at this time too. And I think that's how my mom got like brought in. And I remember my mom being like, Kelly, you should just come this and that girl. Cause you know me, I am not, I'm like, okay, mom, I'm gonna go with you. I go there. You know, one thing that make me want to throw a fucking chair, that basket to give money. Girl, let me tell you, you know what upset me is cause Number one, I see my mom going to her pockets. I'm like, bitch, what are you going to your pockets for? Hold on. <laughs> like, so, but then the little old lady next to me, mm-hmm. $300 check. Mm-hmm. And this is just a random Sunday. This ain't like a special holiday. This is just a Sunday. Yeah. And I got livid because I'm like, she's on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. She is probably helping out other members of her family. It don't even matter. It don't even matter. But like, and then I'll never forget. I see my mom write a hundred dollar check once. I said, oh, we not come. You not coming back to that, please. Because ain't no way on God's green earth that he would want you to be giving your money. And I was just, that always made me feel ick. But let me tell you something. The band was popping. Oh, the I music was in, is always popping, oh, right? The, the shoulders was going. I it's, love it's a good the time. music. It's a good time, but I hear it, you. My godmom 
Oh, I don't. I think, think about, about my godmom. Okay, so we just did church, right? What about um these political parties? Oh, girl, y'all need to stop texting me because y'all not getting a cent. <laughs> I feel like Joe Biden. I never signed up for a, a fucking newsletter. Never. I will sue you. Stop sending me emails. <laughs> I never signed up for nothing. Talking about y'all can text me. The fact that y'all are texting me and sending me emails. Asking me for money. Sit your ass down. Don't y'all need to, aren't y'all supposed to be forgiving student debt? Period. Asking me for money. Got every nerve. But yeah, like my godmom, we were cleaning out her house. Um, Oh no. I found a ton of, well, this, she was giving money to um, anti-abortion organizations, but it was all funneled through the 700 club. I'm going to say, I'm going to say them niggas by name because fuck them. It was all funneled through the 700 club. So my godmom will watch Billy Graham's programming and she would donate money to Uh. Billy Graham. And when she would come here and visit, she, my stepdad would have the channel on so that she could watch her 700 club. Cause she watched it Monday, whenever it came on Monday through Friday, I think, but she would give money to them. And then through that, she got connected to, I guess, um, they gave her contact information to a lot of their organizations. And then they would call her and ask her for money. Um, I had to answer the phone and tell them to stop fucking calling before like it is so um it's predatory predatory. Mm -hmm. oh my god it's really sad and that's okay so i'll be you what we didn't say is that um ellie and sam switch places oh yeah so that's the why the book is called i'll be you because you know Twins, think of like the Olsen twins, any of like the little twin mm-hmm. scenarios you would see Tia in movies. Tamara. Tia Tamara. <laughs> when they switch places, like just to get out of things. And so that's what they would do as kids. So they would do this thing and they would have a hand signal, little hand signal where that would tell them like, okay, switch. Mm-hmm. And nobody would know the difference. And they did not it Not even so, their fucking parents. Not even their parents. But again, we, we said the parents are useless. Mm-hmm. And it was just like down to like, just they studied each other so well. And that's what I thought was fascinating is like they knew each other so well down to their mannerisms, how they would brush their teeth, how they would walk, how they, how they ate. would slouch at the table. Yeah. Yep, pick up their cutlery. Like they knew a, like it. And that's why it made sense. Like there's one part in the book when Ellie sends a text message to her mom saying, I'm going to stay longer, call Sam. She'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. And Sam like, what the fuck does she mean? She'll know what to do. But she did know what to do because she did it. She did it, but it was, uh, but Sam was kind of cussing her out at the end. Yeah. Like, bitch, this was all coincidence. <laughs> like, Was it coincidence or was it like that twin that twindom, right? Well, but even Sam says, like, no, like, I didn't know what was going on. It's just that I was worried about you. Like, I had no idea it was, she said, I had no idea it was this big because she didn't know about the one big thing. That Bitch. threw her. Because Ellie was saying, like, no, you would know what to do. Like, and Ellie was surprised that she didn't know the huge thing. And Sam's mm-hmm. like, why? Why would I know that? Why mm-hmm. would you think I knew that? So I think that Sam kind of shot that down, like that twindom, like 
I think Sam was just smart enough. And like when she got a hold of a bone, she didn't let it go. Like she yeah. was like, no, my sister's missing and my parents do not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to figure this out. And she did. And she I think did. so when you look at the twins, to me, the fact that Ellie gets involved with Gen Femme made total sense to me. Oh, yeah. It 100% does. Because again, what was I? I told you this before we started recording. I'm rocking with Sam. I'm going to put that out there. Sam, I'm rocking with her. Because, I mean, come on. Like, you know, a little little, uh, coke heroin addiction, a couple cents in rehab. That (laughs) is... Okay, that's normal. I think that's normal for a child star. I think that that's like, you know, it's rare for a child star not to have a drug problem. Yeah. The fact that you're telling me that her twin sister who went through all of this too came out completely unscathed. I was like, "Mm." I was looking at her real weird. I was like, Mm -hmm. no way. Mm -hmm. No way. I said, I kept saying, because like in Sam, so the book is broken up into three sections. It's Sam, Ellie, Sam. And in Sam's section... You know, we see that like, yeah, Sam's the fuck up. She's the one who messed up. And Ellie is like from Sam's perspective, like Ellie is the perfect one. And then you get to Ellie section and you realize, wow, that the the sandcastle has crumbled. Like, you know what? I picked it up in Sam in Sam's first section, though. Really? Yeah, I did. When Sam was doing, you know, what a real nigga does, the investigations, you know, she was the real one. She is a real Um, one. I pieced it together and I was just like, oh, this bitch is full of secrets. Not only that, she's a fucking people pleaser who it's like she's keeping up a facade that everything's together. Yes. And also, I think it's like the trauma from being child stars and also from being raised by a mother who refuses to acknowledge when things are wrong. Because even in Ellie's section, she talks about the first time that Sam like, basically drank so much that she passed out when they were teenagers promoting their show Mm -hmm. and how, like she said, their mom knocks on the door, mom looks at her and she's like, and I know my mom knew. Cause she could smell it. She could smell it. She's like, and she's waiting for her mom to say something and be like, oh, absolutely not. Get Sam, get your ass up. What are you doing? And instead her mom goes, oh, she must be so tired and overworked. And Ellie's like, bitch, are you fucking be fucking for real. That's mm-hmm. what she said. Like, she's like, are you for real? And I think that really did, I think in a way, make Ellie think, okay, I'm going to have to be the parent to Sam because clearly our parents cannot parent. Yeah, they were in that thing together. They really were. It was like, Even it's during such their a, estrangement, they were oh, yeah. still doing life together they were in my s- mind. They were still doing life together and the codependency was still there. But to your point, it's like so different because they are identical twins and they're they have the same person. Connection. They're like a clone of each other. Yep. And like Anderson, oh my God, bitch, you're not on Twitter. No. But there was a viral story about Anderson Pack's dad and uncle who are identical twins. Mm-hmm. So his mom was attacked And she was telling the police that she was attacked by her estranged husband, a.k.a. the dad. Okay. But they were like, that's impossible because he's in prison. How could he have attacked you? It's because he switched places with his brother, (gasps) the uncle. (laughs) 
It's creepy. A switch in real life. A switch in real life. Switch places with his uncle, with his brother, so that the brother uncle was in was doing the time for the brother dad. They used to just switch places. It's a real life story. You can look it up. I think it was a Los Angeles time piece. You can look it up. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like they're, and the DNA, it's like they have the same DNA. That's what they kept saying throughout the book. It's true. It's like a clone of yourself, identical twins. So much is making sense about why Ellie's thinking was the way it was in a Mm -hmm. certain situation. Mm -hmm. And why Sam's was the way it was in a certain situation. Oh my God, girl. I mean, we're not going to get into that. We, I was we're like, trying our best not to spoil this motherfucking book because y'all got to read this shit. Y'all got to read being it. Honest. The, I mean, it was going left because I said she did what? In that house? With who? For what? I love this book so fucking much, bro. Like, I don't even. <laughs> I loved this book. It was so good. It was so good. And you know what's crazy is like, I was nervous. But I honestly, I want to read her other books now. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said, this is, this is, and she wrote it during the pandemic. I read it in mm-hmm. her acknowledgments. Like she wrote this during the pandemic and she was like, I can't believe that like, this is actually a story. Like, because it was just an idea she had. But girl, Janelle, Janelle. A full ass like clusterfuck and it it was so like when we talked earlier in the week and you're like it's a slow burn it really is a it's, it's a juicy slow burn though it's a juicy build-up and i'd like i told you once you get past page hunt 100 it's exactly at page 100 because mm-hmm. even before then it's she, janelle's building the backstory giving you background setting you up so you're in these characters minds you kind of get a idea of these characters and who they are Girl, one like page one hundred onward is all gas, no breaks. Yeah, it, <laughs> all it's, gas, no it, breaks. It goes off. It goes off. It goes and off. I, and I was enjoying the ride, and I like was so happy because I really said, apparently, it just take it just takes two unhinged white women to take me out of my book reading dump. Like it's like <laughs> I was in a like such in a dump, and like because like the books I've read lately. And even not just for pod, but just personal life, yeah. like just have not been giving me what I needed to be given. Yeah, this this gave me um, Mexican Gothic feels. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. gave me like it was suspense. I didn't know that I needed this much suspense in my life. You know what? Honestly, and it pushed me to because because I put added this to my Goodreads. Um, another suspense book came up like as a suggestion, and girl, I added it to my once wants to read list because uh, I say it's something about these uh, white women suspense writers. Mm-hmm. They got some here. <laughs> this is secret sauce because I read the synopsis to this one that I saved and I said, I'm going to need to buy that. Yeah. You know, um, you know the, what our podcast is though, right? Like we prioritize black, well, literature by black and marginalized groups. Technically, Janelle would fall under a marginalized group, but we understand how like um, the the publishing industry is just different for white women, right? Yes. Um, and so we definitely want to continue to util- use our platform to um, uplift or bring awareness to different pieces written by Black people in um, 
Black and indigenous and people indigenous of color. BIPOC groups. I hate, I hate BIPOC. I hate that term. I I never say BIPOC because I always feel like it. I'm saying it, pronouncing it, and I just say black and indigenous people of color. Yeah, <laughs> just say it. All. I just say the whole thing. She says the whole thing. Yeah, because BIPOC is weird, but um, but I am happy that I'm I'm. I think this was a I'm a happy. This was a happy accident for me that we ended up uh, yes. with Janelle's book because, like and you were saying, it's probably one of the best books that we've read so far in this collection. Quiet is kept. Yes. Yes, it, yes, it is. I'm yes, just it, being goddamn. honest. We just being real. Because listen, the thing about us is we're going to give our flowers. Mm-hmm. All right. Like at the end of the day, we are book lovers. We are reading enthusiasts. And this was a damn good book. <sighs> Fuck. It was so good. It was let's, so good. Let's move on to ratings. Wait. Do you hear that? That silence could be filled with an advertisement for your new product or brand. Email us at info at bookswe-should-have-read.com if you'd like to be a sponsor for and have your ad placed within the Books We Should Have Read podcast. We can't wait to welcome you to the family. This particular tune is not a new one. It was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever. Uh, what did you rate this book, Ashley? I haven't rated it yet because you I it? literally just finished it. But when I put the book down, I was like, this is a five. <gasps> I was like, this is a five. I did have, I did have a little bit of, of like, eh, this is how it ends. But then when I sat, when like the 10, 15 minutes that I had to mull it over before we started recording, I was like, oh, it makes sense that it went in the way that it did. Bro. It made sense that it would end the way that, that it did. This A story like this cannot end in a neat bow. It can't. No. It can't. It's going to have loose ends forever, bitch. Forever because of the, the situations and the things that were done. Like, mm-hmm. you can't sleep. No, no. These characters, they don't sleep well at night, mm-hmm. okay? Like, they're not going to have a cute little happy ending. They don't sleep well at night. No. Um, I read the bulk of the book today. So what was that, like 200 pages today? Mm-hmm. Mm. Dang, yeah. Today. And I, cause I couldn't Whew. put the shit down. You, do you so feel good. me? And so yep. I'm like a book like that to me, I, I'm going to give Janelle Brown five stars for this one. Woo! I said what I said. Bro. Okay. What about you? I'm right there with you. <laughs> five fucking stars, Janelle. Period. Um, Yeah. Agree. Five stars. Five phenomenal stars. So good. So good. Like, I was hooked from I was hooked from page one. Mm-hmm. From page one, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I, I just I could not like <laughs> it's just like good after good after good. And Janelle's writing is phenomenal. Yeah. That yeah. was so good. No fluff, baby. Me, no fluff. It, no, and you know what? Every page was used, like every page had a purpose. You know how we were talking mm-hmm. um, a couple books back, like in some, and some of the books we always encounter, like there's always like a chapter or some pages that we're like, this wasn't needed. Mm-mm. Or we always say that book could have been a hundred pages shorter. Yeah. No, we need it. Janelle used every page with a purpose. Every single 
fucking page. And you know, when I read um, her notes, her acknowledgement, she gave, um, she shouted out her writing group. And I oh, think yeah. that people sleep on how important Bro. having a writing group is. A writing group and her editor. Oh, fun. Her editor was great too. The writing group and the editor, because she, she probably, when she sent it for the first reads, they were probably like, eh, eh, eh. Cut this and out. Like, Why would this, you know what I mean? And get you a writing group of people who you trust to mm-hmm. give you honest criticism. Honest, honest criticism is going to keep it a hundred because I think Ooh. that that, made, that makes a world of difference. And, you know, later we'll talk about um, Writer's Rest because I do have a writer's retreat and we'll be launching our second um, our second retreat, our second experience soon. I will announce it to everyone so you can sign up if you want to. But I say that to say our first one, one of, one of my purposes with creating this with Savannah um, was to create a group of women who like trusted each other, who, you know what I mean? Like they could trust each other. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted it to be like a trust circle. Like yeah. these women that you're meeting here in this, in this sacred space, when you leave out of this space, you can lean on them to read your manuscripts, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I just think that that is so fucking important for writers. I think that's so important. So it made me so happy to to see that Janelle had like a community. Yeah. Like that. A hundred percent. And you can tell that she, her community helped her and she utilized them in such a great way because girl, not a page was wasted. Not a page. Girl. I was so good. There was, I like, you know what it is? There is nothing about this book that I would have changed. I wouldn't have changed a thing. And usually when I'm reading, I'm like, oh, I would have done that differently because I'm I'm an editor. Like I read it like like a copy no. editor, right? Oh, there's nothing about this book I would have changed. There's at nothing all. about this book I would have changed. Like even how infuriating the parents were. It and needed I, to happen. It had to happen. It had to be that way because we needed you needed useless parents like that. Yeah, because you, you needed it. May it helped us understand the, like you said, the codependency that Sam and Ellie had with one another. Right, aside from them being identical twins, they they were all they got. Like in real yeah. life, it was just they were this. truly all they got. Mm-hmm. Oh, this this was good. Well done, Janelle. I am. I we I gotta read more of her books. Uh, listen, girl, I'm on her website right now because uh, I'm adding these to for my personal. She's got a she's got a decent like she's got one, two, three, four other books. Mm-hmm. But I I will be checking out the synopses mm-hmm. and I will be adding this to my personal reading list because it gave me. I was like, you know, I love my spicy romance. Let's not get it twisted. But sometimes I like to be. Like, I like to read some suspense. I love suspense novels. Yeah. I like to be like, what's happening in this situation? What's mm-hmm. happening next? Now, as I say that, the 6,000 books that I have on my shelf that I haven't read are staring Girl. at me. <laughs> as you add five more. <laughs> Yo, as I add five more, they really looking like screaming at me like, bitch, we've been sitting here for five years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's well, like, I get to you when I get to you. <laughs> I just... 
funny enough, I just bought, cause you know, I love anime and I just bought my first set of manga novels on an anime that I've been watching. It's on Hulu. It's called Spy Family. If anybody watches anime is familiar with it. And I bought like, so the manga is out and it's it's um, books one through eight are currently out. Um, I'm just waiting for number seven. Cause for whatever reason, that one's delayed. But I started like book one and it's my first time reading manga um, in book form. Like I've read webtoons. I like reading webtoons, but when I got it, I was so I'm about to sound so stupid, but like, I I never had a manga before, like Mm -hmm. an actual one. Like I've never even touched them in real life. And because it's translated from Japanese in Japan, they read from right to left. Like, cause cause they're kanji, how they write. So it's from right to right. So when I got these, I was like, they printed my my stuff backward. Like I was like, (laughs) my stuff's backwards, right? And then I'm like, so I go back and I'm looking and I'm like, wait, Kelly. I don't think they did this all. Cause I said the one, the book eight just came out like two weeks ago and even that. And then so I Googled like, why is manga right right to left? And they explained that. And I was like, oh, but so now I'm like starting to buy like um, manga that like from things I like, cause I want to get Sailor Moon. I want to get that. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. I wish I was into stuff like that. That's not really my speed, but that yeah. is dope. I just decided because I love, um, because I like anime a lot. And one of the things I always see um, when I'm like comments that I see like for people that are into anime is just like, yo, the manga is so much better. And that makes sense to me because I always feel like the books are better. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't the actual comic yeah be better better. exactly so i'm like oh so there's a few that i want to buy but um yeah like i was like let me start with this one and then they have romance ones like spicy ones i was like kelly that is your ministry that's that's you listen so i'm excited though so that's what i'm currently reading i'm currently reading spy family until um we start our next book which i can't remember what the next book is on our list yeah we'll talk we'll talk about it we'll talk about that um But yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to give some final words other than like get your 10 pages a day. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our Instagram. We haven't posted in a in a in a month of Sundays, but <laughs> <laughs> there's still some really good content there if you wanted to check it out. Also, like, you know, be, be a careful be careful with the things that you subscribe to. Question yes. everything. Oh my gosh. Nothing this is book- holy grail. Okay. Question everything. Be like us. Even religion is man-made. Just saying. Listen, the earth gave us all we needed. (laughs) Food, shelter. We could be laying out. I could be laying out naked on a hot beach somewhere eating fruit. But because of capitalism and men being hungry for power, I'm working to my little bones break (laughs) to survive. Question everything. All this shit. Question it all, bro. Is, um... Our social constructs <laughs> in real life. Not to get it hippy dippy. I'm just saying, like, don't, I don't want to hear that you ended up in some kind of cult, bitch, because you didn't listen to us. <laughs> Ashley rubbing her crystals right now. Look, I was like, oh, girl, I'm getting rid of all these motherfucking crystals, girl. I was like, I don't need this shit in my life. <laughs> like, just thinking about the shit, the random shit that you subscribe to. Question, please question everything, y'all. I'm so I never, serious. I never got into crystals because i'm a cheap person and i saw how much some crystals was and i was like how much 
They're so for pretty, stone, though. They're, they're so pretty. Gorgeous. Yeah. My mom has crystals because, of course, I mean, but like yeah. the tracks, <laughs> it tracks with her. But uh, tell her to stay away from Jen Finn. Oh, God, girl, girl, because they would see she's prime. Like they would love her. Dude, she, she would walk, be the one. She, she, <laughs> she would be. I. Like, but my mom I too. Say and I. This shit, Jen Finn made me think of Mary Kay too. For a minute, my mom sell a Mary Kay girl Whoa. and Ava. Girl. Whoa, I had an aunt the pink Cadillacs girl. No, <laughs> I Lovelace. had. An, I had an aunt that sold Mary Kay, and she wanted that pink caddy so. And you got levels. There are levels to that shit. It's like so crazy. Wow. Is that a thing? Like, because you don't see Mary Kay no Mm -mm. more. And we, oh, girl, when I was in high school, because my mom was selling Mary Kay, we got invited to one of the regional director's houses. And it was like a gated subdivision community. My first time in a gated where you had to like call to be invited inside the subdivision. Mm. Um, And her house was so beautiful. And it was like, it was a McMansion for real, for real. Damn. <laughs> and it was some Mary Kay shit. That, uh, what is it? What they call a pyramid schemes. Be careful, y'all. That <laughs> I was going to say the Ponzi scheme <laughs> is oh, blood. Look, Yo, all y'all selling so... Forex. All you Forex niggas. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Crypto, <Yeah>. stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that sounds too good to be true, y'all, is too good it's to be too true. too good. Too good to be true. And then they always want you to pay to get to the next level. Oh, you're almost there. You invested too much. Don't give up now. Give up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, honestly, my mom is like, they just, she, they, she write for the pickings. And that's why I'd be so worried about her being out by herself. Cause she's so (laughs) nice. And I'd be like having no, cause I told you, cause we were out and she was just like, she was like, Cause I'd be like on a mission. Yeah. Cause one, I'm watching for kidnappers, <laughs> weird people, like sex kids walking in, kids walking in my way. Like I got my head on a swivel. I'm looking for all types of things. My mom is just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. and then like we're walking, and she's like, I'm on a mission. I'm like, come on, mom, let's go. <laughs> She's like, Kelly, that man said hi to you. And I said, and that's good for him. But keep it moving. She was like, see, this is why. And I was like, come on, why am I going to say hi to that stranger? People are getting yoked up in the store. Like, no, don't know me need to say hi to me. She, girl, I'd be so nervous when she'd be out. Like, I just can't. I'd be yeah. having anxiety. I could but... see it. I could see it. We would have to pull her. We could go. We could be our, we could be Sam. We'll go, um, we'll go. We'll go get her. I'll go with you, too. Girl, because I just know. I just be waiting for her to tell me, like, I met somebody today. Because <laughs> she's so nice and she's so, she's just so, she sees the good. She looks for the good in all people. But maybe she's doing something right because my mom is in her 60s. Maybe. Like, mm-hmm. Bro. I mean, y'all be careful. I just, but out I there. also say, I also say, her angels be working overtime. They be stressed with that bitch. Mm-hmm. I love my mom, but they be stressed. You already know. Just, oh gosh. Yeah, y'all anyway. be careful out there. Be safe. Uh, keep be your safe, head on the fucking swizzle, Sw- swizzle, swivel. Be careful. Yes. Who I'm? I'm thinking about these like Instagram, like holistic, hotepish people. <gasps> be careful. Can I tell you? Okay, I have a story. I have a college, so a college roommate of mine, one of my college roommates, I hadn't 
seen her because like, you know, I like we we just lived together. We shared an apartment like we weren't like, you know, tight, tight like that. She hits me up after years and she's like, oh, my God, because I, I followed her on social media and I like, you know, watch her stories. And I'm like, oh, she looks so good and healthy and happy. Da, da, da. And she hits me up on Instagram. She's like, oh my gosh, hey, Kel, like we got to talk. Like, I hope everything's going well. Da, da, da. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, girl. So she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to call you. Da, da, da. So she calls me and I'm like, what's been up? How's your mom, your dad, your family? And she's like, oh, oh, they're good. They're good. Um, So Kel, I'm doing this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> girl, mm-hmm. I was like, what? I was like, and I just, and she, I just kept trying to bring her away from the Ponzi scheme that she was doing. <laughs> I kept trying to bring her away from the Ponzi scheme and she would just come right back. And I was like, okay, well, it was great talking to you. Thank you. Hope you're doing great. Best of luck. And I immediately, <laughs> I immediately muted her off my timeline. Cause I was like, see, that's what you get for watching people's stories. Period. Cause I watch my, like, I watch actual people I know stories. Yeah. Cause like, you know, it's like, like, and she was my friend. Like we were cool. And I was like, they got my nigga. Like, I yeah. mean, gross. She was trying to get, and I was like, so how much is all of this? Right. Cause I'm like, and I kept asking her to repeat it. Cause I was hoping it would click. Like be <laughs> fucking for real. How much are you asking me for? And it's like, girl, it was so crazy. But now that you said that. And it's just like she was trying to get me, but yeah. again, your girl too. I'm too head on a swivel because I ain't giving one thing about me. I'm a cheap hoe. Period. I ain't giving my dollars to nobody. Period. Now I like I ain't giving my dollars to nobody for Look, free. I'm what? and I don't blame you. Be careful. I know I ain't got to worry about you. Oh, girl, you because you know I'm cussing everybody out and I'm blowing your spot. Please come up to me with some dumb shit. Mm-mm. The only people that can get money from me is you know what I do. I buy Girl Scout cookies because these are little, little entrepreneurs. And also I donate like every year, one of my friends, um, he does something with um, his frat and they do like a coat drive for the kids. I always buy me some coats. I'm like, however many kids you need coats for, I got you. Like I, that's That's, something, put your money towards that. Those are good things to put your money towards. Not the Ponzi schemes, not the, not the, the movements. <laughs> Don't do that, y'all. The Please. girl and girl. But here's the thing. We're not going to tell you. Was it a call? Is it a call? I don't we know. Don't, you got to read know. to find you, out. You guys got to read the book to find out. <laughs> okay. That's it for us. We're done That's here. That's it for us. We're done. The book is great. Highly recommend I'll Be You by Janelle Brown. Ashley, I'll let you uh, close this out because we oh, I always do it awkwardly. Okay. I'm going to say it again. Get your 10 pages in a day. Check us out on Instagram. Where we haven't updated the page, but it's okay. <laughs> it's We've there. We'll update during off season. Um, but we love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the Books We Should Have Read podcast. And don't forget to leave suggestions for books you would like for us to check out in future collections. This podcast is a Books We Should Have Read production with sound engineering and editing by About Right Media. The dope-ass track you hear in the intro and outro is called Lavender Mint, and it's produced by Time Makes Beats. And our transitional music is called It's a Vibe, and it's produced by Donovan Glover and Mefta. Their Instagram pages are linked in the show notes. 
Follow Books We Should Have Read on Instagram at Books We Should Have Read to stay up to date with BWSR happenings. Follow Ashley at Bashweiser and Kelly B at Kelly Likes to Read on Instagram. If you liked what you heard and want to support this Black woman-owned and operated movement financially, there is an anchor link in the show notes where you can do just that. Any and everything is welcomed and appreciated. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, bye y'all.